Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Uh, Bladed happy Mother's Day to any mothers that listen, although not sure how many there are. There, uh, well, my mom does not listen, but I'm sure out there, through the, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever, we have some mothers that are within connections of this show, so I think it's a solid bet. I think it's a solid I bet. I think you're going a lot further than you need to, because there might be just some mothers who are fans of Fire Emblem and Heroes and listen on their own. I would think that we would have gotten like a Mother's Day or a Father's Day sort of celebration in the game. It seems like such easy fodder, you know? Um, The thing is, is that that's a very North American view of things, because I don't know if Europe or Japan celebrate Mother's Day. They might. If they do, then yeah, it would make sense for them to have it. Although a lot of parents have bad ends in the Fire Emblem games, so. Yeah. Although, I mean, in Animal Crossing, I got, I got a, I got a Mother's Day thing that you could buy, like, you you got a, well, I guess that's an event-based game, but this would, you could argue this one's an event-based game as well. I don't know. I just feel like you've got so many, so many solid and, like you said, not so solid mothers and fathers you could pull from in this game to, to make an interesting, interesting banner. Um, I don't know. Thoughts for yeah. next year, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Although uh, they've got everything so tight, I'm not sure they have room next year. Yeah, you I guess never... the picnic, they could do a Mother's Day banner. They could. They could very well sacrifice the picnic to the to the, to the the gods of Fire Emblem and, and, and pull us out a new rabbit out of that hat. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Some people, I'm sure, as we discussed last episode, are may, might be partial to the picnic banner, but... Um, those those folks aren't us. Uh, although I will say the current banners running, I, I just to tease, I did get some uh, something from the picnic banner. Um, also running this week is the weekly revival banner nine heroes with glimmer until May twelfth, a season for picnics until the fifteenth, the start of it all until the twentieth, and dark burdens our new heroes banner that we're going to be talking about later on goes until the 29th of may uh eddie how did you fare in your summoning did you did you pull to the dark side or what are you thinking Uh, of course i did pull um this is a new heroes banner so it did have the uh 40 summon uh guarantee going on um it did have a slight difference which we'll discuss later uh but um i as i showed on discord i actually got really lucky with my free summon and got a Julia, a fallen Julia. Um, depends on what you want to call lucky. It's you know one of the focus units, not one I was dying to get, but not complaining at all. Uh, kept going, aiming for Ike and um, what's his name, Leon, mm. uh, for the most part. Uh, but summoning on blues as well, just in case corn popped up. Uh, managed to get an ike on my way to the 40 summons uh so i used the 40 summon thing to get uh leon uh then along the way i did get a pity break of like a rinka with a leaf joining her as i finished out the ring or it was somewhere that i finished out a ring and got a leaf with him hmm. um i think it was the rinka one but uh then i once again decided to try and get a pity break and did manage to get uh corn Again, the repeat unit, just good. gender swapped. Oh, I see. Yeah, good, good, good. So, yeah. So it sounds like you went, you went all in. You got what you were looking for, then. Oh uh, yeah, I was mainly looking for Ike and um, Leon and uh, or Lion. However, you know, depends on who you ask and how you want to pronounce it. Uh, but. You know, Julia was sitting there with Ike on the red, so was pulling her no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I didn't go quite in depth with the with the new Fallen banner, but I did. I did end up. I posted this in the Discord because I think it happened right after we recorded last week. But I 
picked up the starter support pack and as a risk because i know we've talked about this on the show and in, in my free-to-play nature i don't like buying orbs to get a specific hero because i feel i'm just letting myself i'm setting myself up for disappointment i buy orbs to support the game and just to increase my stockpile for down the road i don't want to like I don't want to create that burden on on myself to to tie these specific purchases to specific gotcha heroes, uh, but um, I did it. And that's a smart way to do it because if you are trying for a specific hero and buy orbs for that specific hero, you're far more likely to fall into the trap of buying extra orbs because you didn't get the hero in your first attempt. Yeah, so. and that's the thing is I I did say to myself, and I know you've talked about this before, like okay, I'll buy this pack. And then that's it for, to get this hero. And, and I was ranking up a pretty steady, uh, you know, uh, five-star appearance rate. So I was like, okay, this is going to have to break at some point. And uh, not too far in, I, I ended up getting Legendary Edelgard, which was nice. And I think it was even a, a plus attack version. So uh, people were saying that was pretty good. So pretty happy about that. I think and... she did have a super boon in attack. Oh, yeah? Oh, there we go. I could be wrong. I haven't double-checked. Either way, I was pretty stoked and kind of riding a high there, and I was like, okay, I can't do any more summoning. Um, but I did obviously do the free stuff, so the, the, the Golden Week tickets on the Picnic Banner. Kind of, I think I already have Felicia. I have two of the units. I think I have Lucas and Felicia, so I was kind of pulling green and colorless. Um you know, whenever it was available and i think uh, there was no green one time and on a colorless i got a uh a, a leela who i didn't have before or a layla and so that was nice and um yeah pulling i i, I honestly right before we recorded because i had to put this in the notes just before we started uh i hadn't used my free summon or four tickets on dark burdens and i was planning on pausing on this one just even though we have the 40 summons and free hero nothing really stood out to me uh, character wise and we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit but i did end up pulling using those free units and kind of thinking okay red seemed like a, a good deal uh red and gr- actually green uh, you know i would have been fine with leon or ike but uh i ended up getting a fallen celica which was wild because i don't think there's any wrong, wrong fallen banner yeah the wrong banner <laughs> exactly but yeah she popped up and i was uh quite surprised by that i was like all right well i got my fallen hero and obviously i gotta pick up ash nerd at some point uh uh unfortunate name but uh uh yeah that's 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 sort of where i stand that's his name in the game so i mean unfortunate as it may or may not be it just sounds so close to uh yeah i don't know if we go into it much but this is a fallen banner that has a lot more bending of the rule bending of the rules sort of in my mind well i think we will certainly we can we should definitely talk about it uh for sure discuss it when we introduce the banner yeah yeah but uh but before we get to that we do have a bunch of events going on um i didn't put this in the notes because it's already happened but a new set of limited hero battles started this morning uh with that we got our new calendar so we now know what's going on through next week Uh, We have a new power banner starting tomorrow when the Glimmer banner ends. A set of Bland, I mean Grand Conquest starting on the 15th. Uh, And we have a new Bound Hero Battle, Robin and Corrin, and an associated banner to go with it starting on the 16th. So, not a ton going on, but a few things going on this week. Yeah, no, it's uh, but we did get the new calendar, which is nice because I think for the longest p- time I was like, we don't have a calendar, and uh, it's good that That's they updated. Not uncommon for this time of the month, you know. Usually around the reset in the new update, they wait till the very last second, or even a couple days past the old calendar before they give you a new one. Yeah, and do we get any sense that there's any anything lacking in the calendar for the timelines in terms of COVID nineteen and work from home? Uh, in Japan going on? Not that I can really see. I mean, uh, the thing is, I mean, unless there was a lot of uh, touch-up they needed to do, most of this stuff was well on the way to being ready. Mm -hmm. So we might notice midsummer delays. 
Or it could be that they're able to get most of this stuff, you know, done at home and sent in. So there's not much delay. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if any uh, if any company can kind of figure it out, Nintendo's probably the one to to have the resources to to get these yeah. games up and running. But um, you're looking right. Looking at the cal- looking at the calendar now, the um, bridal banner looks to be on time on the normal time frame, as well as the June New Heroes at the start of the month looks about when you would normally expect it. You know, maybe even a couple days earlier than you might normally expect it. So. Good stuff. Oh, it looks on time. Well, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. I mean, judging by timelines and stuff, we probably won't see a, we won't be able to see an impact if there is any until probably late summer, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Well, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the banner going on the new banner, which is uh, the new fallen banner. Uh, Dark yep, uh, this month's New Heroes banner brought us another round of the Fallen Heroes. Uh, despite the trend they started in January, there was no four-star focus unit on this banner. Uh, they will be returning for future banners, uh, but there may be exceptions. Uh, most notably, uh, the current Dark Burns banner, plus an upcoming banner in August, which, if you work out the timeline, is probably the CYL banner or the Brave Heroes banner. Uh, the rationale that Nintendo gave was for game balance. I don't know how you feel, but I feel that's kind of baloney to a degree. Um, I'm not surprised and understand why they would want uh, heroes like the Fallen Heroes and the Brave Heroes um, to be five locked into the five star only. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it. I mean, for especially for like this Fallen Heroes banner, the fact that you know. Essentially, you got a repeat of last year with male corn instead of female. It's not even, I mean, it's a maybe a little bit more like he's accepted it, but he's still fighting against it. So it's not even like they took a twist on it where he dove into his inability to control his transforming. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where the way they originally talked about the four star focus, that was their, that was their way of addressing sort of the, the, the summoning pool and trying to keep things even across the board, you know, in terms of distribution of heroes and, and not watering down the, the five star pool and to selectively say, well, this banner doesn't get one and this banner, like, are these heroes really so powerful that you need to you you need to keep them all in the five star as opposed to the last banner we had which was the uh uh the the special 30th anniversary banner and marth at four stars you know being available at four stars that was considered to be a bit of a powerhouse move and now they it's almost like they probably should have treated the special heroes ones like these are special heroes very special heroes once in a you know once in a five-year lifespan of the game maybe even once in a lifespan of the game and so they're all five stars. It seems weird to to kind of stub your toe on the fallen banner, you know, when these heroes don't don't feel certainly on par with with uh, with with everybody else, really. So it, it's kind of um, it's weird. Yeah, I look at I look at Robin and think even with his weapon, he doesn't look that impressive. He easily looks to me like he easily could have been a four star hero or corn i mean i say it said robin i meant corn mm-hmm. um you know he's i mean we got a corn same idea last year he's doesn't seem that amazing to me even with the skills they gave him and i think it's just these are such a these and brave units are i mean brave units it makes even more sense because those were voted on so if you demote one of them then you're saying that oh this was the lesser of the ones you pick yeah so you know and that's the thing um, like the the they mentioned the next banner that's going to experience you know no four star special unit uh is the is is a banner in august which we know probably will be the choose your legends four and that makes perfect sense like you just said mm -hmm. you don't want to necessarily say this one hero either a is weaker so he's he or she is down to four stars or b 
they're all sort of on equal awesome playing field, but you still bring one down and then that one becomes more accessible and that creates another issue. So I totally get that side of it. It just feels weird to get the message out in May with this banner when you could have done it two weeks ago with the last banner, which would have made more sense to me anyways. I mean, um, that I, I don't know why. I mean, I think they're, I mean, and yeah, I see why you say they could have done it with the special 30th anniversary banner. Uh, but I also think that was also kind of a case of they really wanted to give everyone an easy to access Marth. Uh, they, you know, Marth is the, you know, tent pole of the franchise, you could say, because he is the original Lord. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to give you an easy to access and decently powerful Marth to have. Uh, at four star, he's easier to get than others would be. So I could see why they allowed him to be a four star. Uh, whereas these fallen banners are kind of a unique concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one's a really kind of weird on its own, but are a unique concept like the brave heroes are kind of a unique concept. So I see why they would want to keep those limited. They think they're going to get more, you know, people trying to summon on them for the five star versions. Yeah. Just, I personally do not feel that another Corrin warranted another five star version, mm-hmm. but I can also see why they brought Corrin in as one of them because they have both versions of Robin and whether you agree or not that fallen Robin should have been a legendary or not female Robin. They have two versions of Robin, Grima Robin. So they wanted to get both versions of fallen Corrin in. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. I think it's just, it's, it's an interesting time to introduce it when, when honestly, uh, to say now and then August, it's like, well, we, it will, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. Um, you're right. There might've been some clear sort of male Robin, maybe tweak it or yeah, male Robin, tweak it a little bit and make him a little less powerful if, if they still feel he's too powerful. But, um, let's, uh, let's get into the banner. Let's discuss it. Cause we've got five heroes to go through here. Uh, this is uh, before the... we start going through each character specifically, I did want to quickly go over how I feel. Uh, the other thing about this banner is is that the characters they chose feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Ike, as far as I can, my research could show, never went evil. Um, never played genealogy, so I don't recall Julia ever going evil. I think something in her background makes it somewhat plausible that she might. Or maybe she does go evil at some point. You know, um, and Ashnard never went good i mean this ashnard that we have everything i read up on him is typical of how he was in the in the original game so him having a fallen version when there's no non-fallen version feels weird as well okay yeah um i I figured we could just you know address them point by point but yeah you're right uh (laughs) no that's fine it's it's fine because really the the one that stands out to me uh is ike uh, in the sense that yeah. I don't remember it. And and even if you play through Forging Bonds, all of the characters associated with Ike also don't understand what's going on. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't quite finished that side of the story. I don't think I've unlocked all the conversations, but all of them so yeah. far have been like, why, this would never happen. And we're sitting here, you and I, like, yeah, it is a little yeah, weird. I understand where they get it from. Uh, there's a cipher card. I'll go into a bit more detail when I cover him. Sure. About that part of it. Yeah, well, it's good to know that it's pulled from something, and that is exciting to to see them pulling from Cypher, even though Cypher is is done. Even if they took their own style, the Cypher art is pretty cool and similar to this. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally cool with them playing the whole, like, what-if card. I think that's a really neat way to expand, and but sort of makes them special heroes in a way, right? Because they're not... uh, Yeah. But I mean, I'm not gonna. Art, I'm not gonna. I think it's fine. I just it caught me off guard, and I'm like, are we there yet? Like, are we at this point where we're having to like create oh, yeah, new I'm... evil heroes? Like, there's probably evil people that we could we could pull from that are like fallen, I mean, literal fallen heroes. 
We'll discuss it later, and we can determine how spoilery we got, but even Three Houses gives you some options for that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, let's definitely talk about it. Um, you ready to go through these now? Yep. Cool. Well, let's start with Corn, as we mentioned, the, uh, the Bloodbound Beast, the power of dragons, a legacy closely tied to Vala, had lain, and this might be spoilers for Revelation or Fates and Revelation. I never played Revelations. I have no idea what Vala is, so I'm guessing that's a Revelations thing. <laughs> Very possibly. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, folks. But uh, anyways, the power of dragons, a legacy closely tied to Vala, had lain dormant within Korin's body for years, but when Makoto, Queen of Hoshido, perished trying to protect him, Korin's rage and grief caused his power to manifest making him go berserk, and berserk he does indeed go, as blue dragon infantry wielding a brutal breath, which grants speed plus three, also grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus X during combat, uh, calculates X based on number of allies within two spaces of unit, so zero allies grants plus five, one grants plus three, two grants plus one, and, and greater than three allies grants plus zero, the number of allies within two spaces is less than or equal to one. Inflict special cooldown charge minus one on foe per attack during combat. Uh, if foe's range is equal to two, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. He has a new skill in the... So that, that weapon's quite beefy. I, I had to yeah. double check the weapon description to make sure I wasn't including anything unnecessary, but it's it's a bit of a paragraph. Yeah, there's the usual Dragonstone... Or, yeah, Dragonstone buff at the end there. But, yeah, it's quite complicated to try and summarize. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. I, I, I need to remember these, uh, these wep- these like the, uh, dra- the Dragonstone and the daggers have, like, a built-in effect. And yeah. uh, I try not to read them every week, but sometimes it, it's in the text. So Well, with the novel that was his uh, weapon skill, it's easy to realize, miss that you didn't, just read through the normal stuff so mm-hmm. but there's a lot there he does have a new skill in the a slot called attack slash speed solo four this is an upgraded skill i'm guessing there or yeah it's a tier four version mm-hmm. and uh where if unit is not adjacent to an ally grants attack slash speed plus seven during combat rounding out his kit is glimmer as a special null follow-up three in the b slot and rouse speed slash defense three in the c slot uh so fallen corn male fallen corn i guess we should say uh yeah i mean this one interested me probably the least in terms of like heroes i guess oh yeah he was the background i was just you know summoning on blues just to summon on blues i'm not even sure that if i summoned on every single blue i encountered i might have skipped him for the first couple rounds Mm -hmm. but I mean, his art is 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 neat, but uh, it's just one of those things I, where I already have fallen corn. I got her last year. Yeah, and I mean, her art might be even better. I don't really recall what she looked like, but I'm sure it looked similar to this. Um, I will say though, his damage art is really cool. He kind of gets a he he looks very angry, uh, and not just losing pieces of his clothing. He's actually looking to be uh, not so happy about what's going on. He is certainly losing clothing but uh it's just one of those things uh that stands out to me but it you're right it is weird to do the gender sort of uh not i don't want to say swap but the gender uh the other gender of the character when when you did female last year um but yeah pretty standard stuff and obviously uh like we were talking about the weakest of the banner and and for me it's less about the fact that they did male corn uh, male fall, fallen male corn. Uh, it's more the fact that they didn't try something new, and you could argue that they did the same thing with um, uh, the Grima Robins, where they didn't really change the tune at all. But I mean, it might have been interesting to see, uh, you know, male Robin embracing the darkness fully and completely. You know, yeah. Well, Just, you have an opportunity, you know, right, to to do something different, and yeah, if this like, is going to be a what if banner, you might as well. This is your opportunity. Yeah, with with the what if Ike in there, and you know, Ashnard, who's 
kind of just Ashnard, not even a fallen Ashnard, but he's a fallen unit. You know, just have a have Robin who just dove into his grief and wants vengeance on all living things, you know? All must suffer for what you took from me type thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be 100% evil in the way Ashnard tends to be or Fallen Knight tends to be. Just, you know, he's fully deep in his grief and choosing to lash out instead of trying to fight it, you know? would be a nice little twist on it and make it a little more interesting to have. Yeah. Uh, speaking of one who did, who in this version does dive deep into the corruption, we have Leon, Demon King. Uh, this version of Leon seems to be from a point later in Sacred Stones than we currently are and shows Leon after being fully possessed by the Demon King. Uh, as I suspect the Leon I just made in Sacred Stones in my run playthrough is struggling with. Uh, he joins heroes as a green infantry mage unit. Uh, Seteth, I mean, Leon wields the Blood Tome, which gives him three attack and reduces damage from range, ranged units, bows, daggers, staves, magic. Uh, reduces their damage by 50%, as well as an 80% reduction from AoE specials, excluding Rooker specials, uh, from those types of units as well. It also gives him weapon triangle... Weapon, triangle advantage over colorless foes and gives the foe disadvantage. Uh, though I'm uncertain if that is just uh, for ranged colorless or all colorless units. So I don't know if colorless dragons would be excluded from getting the disadvantage. Um, he does have a new rouse skill, this being attack resistance, which grants him attack resistance plus six if he is not adjacent to an ally at the start of the turn turn uh last for one turn he finishes up his skill list with soul bonus doubler and null c disrupt hmm. so yeah i think uh where where i'm at in sacred stones we're, we're going to talk about that in a bit is where where i actually conclude at the end of chapter 14 you do get your first uh your your pre first preview at, at uh, this this specific in, uh, rendition of of leon and um, it's quite interesting, I think, where, so, where the story's gone. Your version of Leon is uh, gleefully killing, or is he still fighting it and trying not to be a homicidal murderer? Uh, he's he he's uh, he's getting there. He's not quite like he. I mean, he he very clearly wants to kill and and maim, and and we do get that sense. But he, there is a little bit of Leon still in there. I don't know. It's hard to say. It was kind of like. Maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. I'm gonna kill you. Oh wait, never mind. I'm leaving. So it was, it's very okay. minimal, minimal. Yeah, Leon. we saw a very different Leon because the one I saw is going along with everything. I didn't really go into much detail in my description later, but going along with everything, but like not wanting the others to straight up kill. Like mm-hmm. he tries half tries to stop Kalik uh, from killing a character in the game. Hmm. Doesn't really resist much, but he does put up a token resistance you know yeah but i mean it's uh it's kind of funny uh having you know currently playing through sacred stones and then seeing these characters pop up and it's like i know who that guy is now and and uh yeah. it's it's really cool so i mean if there was a way to play through the telly series then um, we would certainly look oh, yeah. at that oh yeah would definitely look into it if we had a way to easily get a legal copy of the Tellius games mm-hmm. but yeah, for sure. They seem, Nintendo doesn't seem to want to do that. So no, I guess we'll have to wait for the sure. uh, 35th anniversary of Fire Emblem to to get some more uh, older games. We'll have to see. Uh, the way it's going, maybe <laughs> maybe 40th. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But well, we still have haven't gotten any announcement of a new Echoes, even after. But uh, the little half uh, hiccup that wasn't really a hiccup I put in there is the. Uh, voice actor for this and i definitely noticed for leon definitely noticed it in this one is the same as the voice actor for Seth. oh okay I was, yeah, I, i'm glad you brought that up i forgot to re- to uh, ask you because as you're i don't play with the voices on so and i didn't watch the video i watched the video is where i caught the voice i admit i don't often play with the voices on but i do watch the video with the voices and 
kind of recognize it, just like I noticed him in a separate game uh, that I mentioned in Discord recently. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's one of those things. Um. I mean, it's really interesting to see how they they bring in voice actors to to voice these older older games that clearly didn't have like a a frame of reference, right? Because there was mm-hmm. no voice in Sacred Stones, um, and I think they've done a pretty good job at that. Uh, let's look at uh, Julia Hart usurped. Julia may have missed her morning coffee, or it looks like Manfroy, the leader of the Lopter Church, is controlling her with her magic. Or his magic. That's definitely it. Uh, As a red tome infantry unit, Julia wields dark scripture, which grants attack plus three. uh, And if unit is not adjacent to an ally, inflicts attack slash resistance minus six on foe during combat. And if foe does not have effective against dragons, unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. She has a new skill in the A slot called attack slash resistance solo four, which is an upgraded uh, tier force uh, ability. If unit is not adjacent to an ally, grants attack slash resistance plus seven during combat. Rounding out her kit is Iceberg as a special, Light and Dark in the B slot, and Panic Smoke three in the C slot. Um, so this is another character that I know nothing about, obviously, and because uh, being a genealogy of the Holy War game. And you were saying this character might not have gone bad, but was was a was a plausible I- conclusion. I did not look into it as much as I did with Ike. Um, But I think in Discord it was mentioned uh, early on that they could see where they were getting Julia from. Uh, But it sounded like she didn't go evil, possibly. I don't know. Um, Trying to pull it up quickly. I mean, looking Uh, at the Meet the Heroes... Sorry. I was just going to say, looking at the Meet the Heroes sort of website, the way it reads, it sounds like it did happen in the game, but that could just be within the context of summoning that character. I wouldn't take it as, as gospel, but go ahead. You found something. Uh, yeah, Sandman in Discord, it said he gets the Fallen Corn and Leon. Uh, he can stretch things a little and see why Fallen Julia, but he just doesn't get Ike. So... If he has to stretch things to see the fallen Julia, it sounds like she didn't go evil in the game. But I'll admit, I didn't dig into her as much as I looked into Ike, because like him, I did not see where it came from Ike. We eventually got the info about the Cypher card for Ike um, from Opera. But... Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, well, let's talk about Ike uh, since we're talking about Ike. Um, So I did, like I said, I did look into an explanation for this Ike, and in Radiant Dawn, near the end, the Chaos Goddess Yoon blesses him with power, which allows him to become the Radiant Hero. Uh, Like I said, while researching, I found no indication that this drove him mad in any way. Uh, And the art does seem to be based off of a cipher card. I can't read Japanese, so I don't know exactly what it says. Um, It speaks of a medallion that's overtaken him. I don't know exactly what medallion, um, but my guess is they're taking the idea of that cipher card and, you know, because this is considered a Radiant Dawn version of Ike, and I'm guessing they're saying, like, taking the theory of what if the blessing from Yoon overwhelmed him and he went, you know, pure chaos energy and stuff or whatever. Uh not entirely sure. Like I said, the card talks of a medallion. He, you know, and as far as I could find, he never turns evil. Uh, but this version of Ike is a red sword infantry unit wielding Chaos Ragnell, which has built-in distant counter and takes any penalties on Ike and turns them into bonuses. Uh, essentially gives him double the penalty as a bonus to erase that penalty and give him that much of a boost of a buff, uh, which e- with each cat. Stat calculated independently. Uh, so if he has like a negative 10 on strength and a negative 5 on um, speed, it'll turn into a plus 10 and a plus 5, uh, respectively. He does have a new special called Mayhem Ether, which is the same as Ether, but with a four-turn four four cooldown instead of five turns. Uh, essentially a unique name for a unique version for him, like the Radiant Ether. 
uh, which I think is also a four-turn cooldown. Uh, but it, you know, treats the defense as if it's halved and heals him for half of what he does. Uh, he also has a new A skill called Darting Breath, which on the defense increases his speed by four and gives him plus one cooldown per attack. Non-stacking, highest value applied as usual. Uh, he also comes with Repel and Attack Speed Oath. Cool. So, I mean, it seems like a like a, a big hit for sure, but I will say that uh, his art is unique. It's It's one of those pieces... Mm-hmm of art that stands out when all the other art kind of blends together in terms of its style. This one stands out and doesn't bother me either. It's, uh, it's hard to say, but I don't know if this artist has, has featured before, but, um, I mean, if you look at the card in discord that, uh, opera sent us a picture of the art looks really close. Uh, like it was def if not the same artist, it was definitely heavily inspired. Different pose and everything, but... Oh, yeah, look at that. So, different pose in purple instead of red, but definitely looks really close to that art, so definitely inspired by that art. Mm-hmm. No, if not really the cool. same art artist. So. Yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, it's neat. It, it looks cool. It's just one of those things where, I guess, having not played the Telia series all the way through and, and having played a good, I played a good chunk of the GameCube one. I remember that. Uh, I still have it. And, uh, I just don't remember that happening. Although the, the, I will say the meet the heroes segment does say that I guess his father grail touched it and, and the same thing happened. Um, okay. But again, whether that's to be taken with a grain of salt or just applying to this specific version of this hero but it sounds like uh, after he touched it something terrible happened mm-hmm. and maybe I maybe it's a radio- to check to meet the heroes on these so that might have more details maybe it is the medallion over the blessing they they mention the medallion quite a bit so they talk a lot about this medallion but uh okay you know uh, ike's father grail once touched the medallion and ended up like this as well i'm told something terrible happened afterwards so maybe it's a a radiant dawn uh revelation because i know he had passed away at the hands of the black knight maybe something with that maybe he was put down and path of radiance he grail gets killed by the black knight oh yeah yeah Yeah, for sure um yeah so let's uh but let's let's get to the final hero here which is our grand hero battle hero ashnard the mad king the kingdom of Dayan is the most powerful military state in all of Tellius. Ashnard is its 13th king, and he's a brave and mighty leader who is said to have been a match for an entire troop of Pegasus knights. As a flying sword unit, Ashnard wields Gergarant, which unlocks at 5 stars, neutralizes effective against flying bonuses, grants defense plus 3, inflicts attack slash defense minus 5 on foes within 2 spaces during combat, this skill can also be equipped by uh, its original unit. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't no, remember it, putting that in. It there. means it can only be equipped. But, oh, I, I, because that's I, what you wrote. Did I say also? Yes, feel, you said also. Weird, which is okay. a little more confusing. I know, and that's why I was confused. I, I think I faded out there and faded back in. Sorry about that, folks. This skill can only be equipped by its original unit, so it's a. It is exclusive to Ashnard, this weapon. Uh, no new skill. Although, yeah, that would be crazy if it wasn't, right? Because it does negate yeah. uh, effective against flying bonuses. Look at me coming full circle. I swear I read this stuff. I just That one word slip up messed me up really badly. Um, anyways, uh, no new skills, but has Dragon Fang as a special at four stars. Distance defense three in the A slot of five stars. And even attack wave three in the C slot at four stars. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know this character at all. Uh, I don't remember him whatsoever from my time with, with those games. Same here. Um, but when I was looking up Ike, there was an easy link straight to his, uh, page on the wiki. And so I read up on him and, uh, from what I can tell, he was, he's always, as he appears in the Forging Bonds, he's always been about the strong should have, have power over the weak. He doesn't believe in inheriting power like emperors and empresses but you know if you're strong you should take it 
mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily demote, denote evil, but he like constantly is trying to start and cause wars so he can have more power or just to prove that he is right or you know trying to tear down the society to prove himself right and is definitely does a lot of evil things in his goal and he feels he's fully right in it like um one of the things i found in the wiki is that like his mount is not actually a wyvern it's a dragon um uh what do they call them a dragon beast unit that he has twisted and deformed to be his mount and is actually his wife's brother hmm. so Wait, not what? a nice guy <laughs> okay that's some he that's some anime right there took took his wife's brother in his dragon form uh for some reason it's blanking on the name of what they call them in um the telia series what they call the beast units the various beast races oh uh, uh, yeah they're not the lagoos are they uh yeah he's okay. a dragon lagoos that he his brother his wife's brother in his dragon form as a dragon lagoos that he's like twisted and turned into a mount as a wyvern or a wyvern like to ride as a mount instead of a wyvern so not really a nice guy <laughs> even in his games so well there we go not nice there not nice here full circle yeah. uh he's available now as a grand hero battle uh yes. hero so you can earn him yep continuing the recent trend of a lot of these grand hero and i think even some of the tempest trial units being pretty strong which is nice to have free units that are nice and strong for people um we also uh we got the announcement in game yesterday when hector dropped uh but it actually dropped a few days early where we got the announcement of the new resplendent hero which is uh sanaki uh and i i have forgot to double check as far as i'm aware this is she is five star only, so this is the first time they've done two five star only units in a row or in a month. Not that they're required or had set any, you know, guaranteed precedent before this. But before so far they had been doing one five star unit, one four three to four star unit. So but Sanaki's coming next in her uh, I believe it is um Emblem Garb is up next. Yeah. So. It's really cool. Well, I, I mean, I'll probably be yeah. skipping uh, Sanaki, but was this one of the heroes that was uh, was flagged as possibly needing to be re- their art redone? I can't remember if... I think Sanaki's um, name had come up, I believe. She's one I don't know very well, so if she is one that people felt their art was poorly done, uh, then I guess it's good that they're getting around to her, but I she's a Telia series game character, so I don't know her art to see if it and it never struck me as extremely odd or extremely, you know, it wasn't Cordelia levels or Ellawood levels in my mind. Cool. Even if it did, you know, need a update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, look forward to Sanaki after the current Hector runs through in just a couple of weeks. Uh, but before we get into the Outrealm Gate and more Sacred Stones, let's look at the wish list as we teased earlier. And Eddie's got a question for us about some future Fallen uh, Hero banners. Uh, yep, so yeah, this one's probably looking out a year or more because that's most likely when we'll get the next Fallen Hero banner. Um, but... Uh, is there anyone you want to get a fallen version of? Uh, do you feel like you want or need game lore to support it? Or even cipher lore like Ike? Or are you okay with them going all kinds of crazy and just doing whatever they want with the character choices? I uh, I like the idea of looking at the, the what-if side of things. Um, I think that's a, that's a, that's an interesting path. And if they were to split it and do like two what ifs, like they've seemed to have done here, 
uh, or look to have done here. We don't, we're not too sure about Julia, but uh, do like mm-hmm. two what ifs and two, two within, within the realm of the games. Uh, it, that would be really interesting to me and would allow them to sort of explore um, more of these uh, scenarios that might never have happened or might have been on the cusp of happening. Um, well, I mean, I, w- I would love to see this go in a what if, you know, direction. Who the, who who you could have, um, man, I don't know. Uh, it would be really interesting. I- I'm not going to steal yours, but from a Three Houses perspective, there are some lords. Uh, so specifically when you go through the and again, I'm not stealing yours. When you go through the Crimson Flower route um, and you're playing as uh, Edelgard, uh, Edelgard's troop, yeah. you come across you come uh, uh, across Dimitri, who who has you know fallen um, not necessarily to demonic influence, although that could be argued. He he's clearly not the man he used to be, right? He's 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 really he's really diminished and and is not good. So you could you could even go to the point where maybe it's not like demonic corruption but it's he's he's just having a real bad couple years you know you know i hadn't really thought about dimitri and i don't know how full spoilers you want to go uh dimitri's a little touching if i go when we go into mine i could get even far more spoilery and i have a second one i didn't even write up that would be spoilery for a different route but um yeah dimitri in the Edelgard, the Crimson Flower route, he's kind of fully doven into the vengeance of the ghosts that haunt him, Mm -hmm. uh, which he kind of has sort of done at the beginning of the Blue Lion route, the Azir Dawn or whatever I think it's called. Um, But this one's fully doven into the, you know, loss of all the people weighing down on him, and he's gone far more vengeance-heavy. uh, so how, how deep into spoilers do we want to go? Do we want to go full spoilers or? Well, I mean, I think at this point we could probably uh, let's. So we're going to take two minutes. We'll do some spoilers uh, for for the one you have written here. Um, and then maybe you can tease the one you were you, that you were thinking of, because I might not have experienced the one you're teasing. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be the Azure Dawn route uh, version, uh, one that I fully understand why they definitely weren't going with it this um in here so um but uh going spoilers now and i'm gonna go full spoilers about um everything i've you know that's across all the all the routes maybe not just the uh crimson flower route but uh the one i was thinking was a fallen Rhea from the crimson crimson flowers route of three houses uh because she goes deep into vengeance over what happened with her mother, like vengeful daughter would be what I would label title it type thing. Um, now Rhea's a bit of a iffy one because, you know, you find out through maybe not even the crimson flowers house route, uh, that she is actually Saros and, um, Sothis is her mother. Uh, so, you know, she might even be, she might come up as a mythic hero at some point, mm-hmm. uh, but you know they've done mythic heroes like they have a Christmas Sothis as alternate versions, so they could easily do a fallen Rhea. Uh, the other one I was thinking of was um, Edelgard from the Azir Dawn route, because uh, she um, gets transformed into a weird creature in the final map of Azure Dawn. Okay. Uh, she's not Edelgard in armor. She's some kind of giant creature. But I can understand why they definitely weren't going to go with Edelgard on this one because they just launched... Legendary, you know, yeah. Legendary Edelgard. Well, maybe and there's... That one might be a little awkward to do. And would be quite spoilerific, right? And, and I think maybe... Yeah. To a certain extent. I mean, like bad guy for your route turns into monster so you fight them at the end eh, mm-hmm. i mean it's not if you stay away from the lore implications and why it happened maybe you're able to save face but um i i think uh, that maybe there's some some merit there with the three houses and in, in terms of the the routes where the bad guys you're facing off to i think i think both those are are really solid so mm-hmm. uh 
And I think um, next year's fallen version of uh, fallen banner is is enough time. It's a safe amount of time where you could you could probably pull those that we just discussed. So, um, yeah. is Claude the only one that doesn't go full on bad rar? You know, I think he's the only one that keeps his sanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You just gotta laugh Definitely at laugh at life, that man. Way. That's that's how you stay I healthy. Mean, and and in the I haven't gotten there myself, but from what I've seen of playthroughs in the Golden Deer route, the yellow one or whatever, um, I don't think Edelgard goes as far as she does in As Your Dawn. I think when you fight and defeat Edelgard, she's still just a human. You know? Mm -hmm. She doesn't get transformed into a weird creature. So. Yeah. Yeah, well... um we'll definitely see next year uh, uh, what they end up doing. If you guys have some thoughts, certainly let us know in the discord or hit us up on Twitter or email. We'll give those links at the end of the show, or you can check them out in the show notes. Uh, but that's going to do it for our fire emblem heroes portion of the show. Let's jump into the out realm gate slider style, the hit TV series, not the burger, uh, the burger. Uh, we're going to talk about sacred stones chapter 14. How's that for a transition, right? Like that's a new one. Just came out with it um, on the fly. Except if you actually watch Sliders, it's not exactly the best of transitions, seeing as they never knew where they were landing. And that's why we're playing Chapter 60 Blargan. No, they're just joking. We're actually, we are, we do know what we're doing because we, we prepared for this. We're playing Chapter 14 of Sacred Stones. And uh, I, I will repeat the fact that uh, we have split the roots. We're doing both. I'm doing Ephraim, and uh, Eric or uh, Eric Eddie is doing uh, Erica. <laughs> if your name was Eric and you did, it and you were, you would have to play as Erica because that would be the rule. But uh, we did a totally fair random draw, and uh, I'm only bitter this week because boy, did I have a time with this chapter, uh, which I was uh, I was backed up on Discord by some lovely folks who were like, yeah, that one's really tough. And you have to really keep in mind these very key things. So, um, all, so, all the talk know. about the Ephraim route being harder was really showcased in this week's chapter. I think so. So um, I'll go through the the brief introduction, then I'll, I'll talk about my time in it. But uh, Mur returns safely to Ephraim's side, a noble warrior to the end. Selena fought with great honor, never once using Mur as a hostage. Ephraim renews his vow to pierce the veil of mystery surrounding the Grado Empire. Selina is added to the list of innocents who Grado must account for. Ephraim and his army march for the capital and invade the castle where Emperor Vigard sits on his throne. Or so we thought. Uh, so here, I'll say this. Um, this battle, you're, you're in the castle. You're storming the, the Grado capital castle, uh, trying to take out emperor vigard because that's who you assume is the bad guy um and has mm -hmm. been portrayed as the bad guy this entire time um but in classic uh, fire emblem uh, stories uh he is but a pawn uh but in this case not a pawn but a shadow a mere shadow of his former self and this battle was very difficult it wasn't necessarily the reinforcements although there were quite a few of them it was kind of um, a combination of certain enemies and my inability to let things go, specifically uh, character sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Recruitment and, uh, and yeah, character recruitment and then, and then items from chests. There was like five chests in this, in this map. Um, and you needed to bring and there's some heroes further on in the map so once you get to the very end there's these two druids that will cast um berserk so that is a a, a spell that i have not encountered yet in the game and is very frustrating uh, because what it does is it causes your units to go berserk and it's very it, it was very successful in ruining a few of my attempts to finish this map uh, without losing units and Rennick is a thief, so finally we get our replacement for Colm, and, and he's he's a pretty cool dude. He's a he's a mercenary, and he is alluded to by Larachelle's group uh, earlier on in, in our playthroughs because they say, "Oh, where's Rennick? Oh, uh, he ran off." Blah blah blah. So he's part of 
He's a mercenary that Larochelle had hired, and he's run yeah, off, he, and he appears here. He was the third one we saw with Larochelle the first few times we meet her. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, so it's good to see him pop back up. Now, you can talk to him with Ephraim, uh, and then he'll charge you $10,000 to join your side. So I looked that up because I was like, okay, how do I recruit this guy? And I, and I saw, oh, make sure don't talk to him with Ephraim because he'll demand $10,000. So I uh, I brought Larochelle along. Larochelle hadn't had a lot of time uh, with me, and uh, she's very low, but she could heal and mend. I figured that'd be enough. Sure enough, after not being able to get Larochelle close enough to Renick because he will steal two chests, one on opposite ends, of the map uh, uh, horizontally. He will travel across the map. He's an enemy, so he's not in, in no fear of being killed. So he'll just walk across. And if you don't catch him before he gets to the, the second chest, he will escape via staircase next to that second chest. So there's not a lot of time to get him. And if you don't catch him at the pass, there's like six mages waiting for you that have been reinforcing there for quite a while. So you have to get up mm-hmm. there, catch him at the pass, so you don't end up having to wade through not necessarily strong mages, but annoying mages nonetheless. And that's where the druid is. So you get into this mess of six mages, uh, you know, uh, uh, also uh, an enemy that can sleep your characters. There's two gates that you have to get through. Uh, so that that is also frustrating. But eventually I got a good sort of rhythm going where I would I would get to Rennick, I would capture I would talk to him and that'd be good but then uh, the druid would keep getting me so I figured oh, how can I com- I I figured what I would do with the with the druid is just kind of like there's three charges on the berserk I just wait it out but there's no way to there was no way to take the hit right um so finally I realized okay I need to restore uh uh staff Larishelle can't use it. She needs a C rating. Um, Loot, who even I have upgraded and can use uh, staves, doesn't have the C rating. So I had to bring back Natasha, who I had kind of retired, and mm-hmm. uh, she was able to do it. So now I'm like, I'm balancing two healers on the, on one side that I have to kind of push through. So eventually, my strategy became to just get the way you start the map they're split your army split so i would like push up on the left side and as quickly as possible you know move as many units from the right to the left while keeping a couple there to deal with the reinforcements that are we're gonna keep popping up there and i think i i finally hit a, a path on it and then i think i got really lucky in that i um my hero got berserked i was able to restore him but then my I almost missed Rennick again and it was just it, it kind of worked all out so I, eventually I was like okay I cannot screw this up because I'm not doing this again and then I get to the boss and the boss is uh Emperor Vigard which is a um a, a super general or whatever uh, I don't know what they're called and he's uh, on a throne and he's got a spear and he's got massive armor rating so it's very tough to hit this guy and anybody who's coming at him to try to poke damage is going to get hit with this spear. So none of my magic users would work. They weren't strong enough. So I ended up giving a hammer to Ross, and then I kind of cheesed it, and that Ross would take the hit, which, because he was on the throne, was was chance of heavy chance of missing. So he'd use his hammer. I brought in a cavalry unit, rescued him, brought him back, and then rinse repeated until it was done. And... Uh, essentially i i beat the map i did go to the secret shop so when you recruit rennick he has a membership card i went to the secret shop bought some stuff but i was in such yeah, a panic i didn't know where the secret shop was so i i looked it up because i was like i'm there's this map has already given me enough grief i'm looking it up um so i did and i bought a couple items uh i guess the most notable one was psychic the psychic staff so that'll be helpful uh but I, physic uh did i say psychic I, is it physics that seems it's the healing stuff that can go over a long range correct yeah that is physic not psychic oh see i've always been calling it psychic because that makes more sense to me (laughs) right yeah there's a ph instead of a ps oh wow but it i'm not arguing you're right i see it now and my mind is blown has been blown by this but in my mind it's like i always read it as psychic because like you're healing from a long distance uh okay that's my bad. 
Yeah, I don't know how Physic is supposedly healing from a long distance, but it's always been physics. So. I never really got physics, to be honest. Uh, it was always a struggle. Not as bad as chemistry, but uh, yeah. All right, well, we're all learning here. And I mean, to wrap up a, a very long story here, I did finish the map not quite as perfectly as I would have liked. I did leave. So eventually, once I realized, like, oh, I'm going to get Rennick, and I'm going to finish this map to a, an extent where I can just have Rennick run around to get the chests rather than bringing dragging calms calm Colm's butt around again. Uh, I forgot to do that in such a way. It was like, you know what? Just screw it. I want to finish this. I want to be done. I don't want to do this again. Like it took two days to finish this thing. It was brutal. Uh, and yeah, I'm hoping, you know, I know difficulty doesn't necessarily go, you know, I'm just hoping that chapter 15 is a bit of a break. Cause this is, this was a bit, this felt like a final chapter and, and in a sense it was story-wise you you know you you do get the uh the payoff of like oh he wasn't the bad guy the whole time and he fades away the emperor had actually died years ago and he was brought back to life and that's the impotence for you know uh leon uh breaking the fire emblem and using the dark stone to try and resurrect uh his father and uh that's how he becomes susceptible to the demon king la 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 so at the very end that is all revealed to to us so okay yeah that's chapter 14 for ephraim and if i'm not mistaken chapter 15 is the same both sides yeah we do where where we we start and who's with what yeah because mine chapter 14 ended with basically ephraim being finding out that erica was in trouble and like okay we have to go to her and then johanna right yeah, Johanna, and then the character says, oh, you'll never make it. It's like, don't worry. My sister can fight, and I move really fast when my sister's in trouble. So let's do this. So that was essentially how Chapter 14 okay. ended. Quick side question. Mm. Have you been able to upgrade, promote Ephraim at all? Not yet. He did, uh, in this map, he maxed out at 20. And I actually had another, uh, Nimi, the archer, she maxed out at 20, and I, I realized... um. Actually, in the next chapter, I'll be able to get an Orion's Bolt, but I should have, I would oh, have been able to get one in chapter five. Bolt next chapter? Mm, yes, that's what I read. We both missed the one in chapter five, but mm-hmm. I've been, I've been despairing whether I'd be able to get one for her because she might not be maxed out yet, but she's up there, and I might go ahead and send her through the sick, the tower a couple times to get her to twenty, just to power her up some more. But she's really so, good. Yeah, I got a couple more things to upgrade some of the other characters that I've been working on. But uh, but before we get to exactly what I did this week and the leveling up extra characters, uh, let's go ahead and go over the summary of my map. A uh, lot easier than yours was. Uh, didn't have to worry about berserks or anything like that. Erica and crew arrive in Johanna, where uh, we as a player get a cutscene reveal that one of Jahana's greatest generals betrayed the country in order to be with the queen he had fallen so deeply and madly in love with, so much he could, uh, even though he could not have her, uh, and his not being able to have her has, uh, you know, driven him sort of crazy, uh, and how his brain-dead thought process led to him thinking the best way to win her affection was to betray her and kill the people she worked tirelessly to protect. No one will really ever know especially those with half a brain. Uh, On the second turn, Kylik and Leon appear in the throne room and take Ismer away to find the sacred stone, uh, promising not to hurt her. Uh, The map is mostly an indoor level uh, with a few outside areas. You start right on the outside and work your way in. Uh, Lots of doors, lots of chests. um, And... Once you reach certain points, I don't know if it was based on turns or certain points on the map, uh, but there were a couple rounds of reinforcements that would appear. Uh, Also, Renek, Larachelle's second retainer from before, was hired by Grado to help loot the castle, and if you bring Larachelle to him, you get a very much-needed promoted thief added to your team. After after the battle, Kalik, despite Leon's ineffectual protest, kills Ismer, grabs the sacred stone, destroying it. As the banner shows, uh, this is a Leon fighting the Demon King, but not yet succumbed to him. Uh, like, fully, 
succumb to him fully like we see in the banner. Uh, he appears before Erica in the end and says he will explain this another time and he truly wants peace or I forget exact wording, but something along those lines. Shortly after that, they find Ismir and uh, her plot-sealed death throes because uh, they get to her while she's alive, yet apparently the healing magic won't work. Uh, very FF7 uh, remnant or FF7-like. Um, if you've ever played the original and know what I'm referring to. You discover that Joshua is 